Hey everybody, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going today? You, just, I, it's so good to be with such a happy, jolly man, Jason. I am so glad to see you. That uh, that face, something I haven't seen in two weeks now. I've been I've been gone a little bit, doing a little traveling, uh, a little family vacay, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's good to see you. How you been? Uh, I've been I've been um, I've been great. Yeah. Just checking in, yeah. I've been great. Focus, uh, focusing on business, you got you got your business shirt on, Rothman PPC on your on your shirt there, all professional looking. Yeah, it's definitely definitely uh, focusing on business. It's January, Chris. It's a yeah. new year. Yeah. Anything is possible. Um, how was your vacation? Where did you? Yeah, I uh, I, you I went to Colorado to ski. Did you ski? I did. I'm. Did, did you snowboard? I'm pretty. No, I don't do that. Oh, I'm, snowboard! Snowboard! So a, much harder than it Texans. Seems. You know Texans. I've heard that Texans don't really snowboard. You know, it's yeah. like so much effort for us to get to the mountains and ski. And snowboarding takes a lot of effort to learn. Skiing yeah, is just yeah. kind of a natural thing, um, and you have to learn how to snowboard. So no, I'm I'm a skier. Pretty good. Good, ta- good pretty, time though. Did you relax? Good, um, you can't really relax when you can't breathe. Why couldn't you breathe? oxygen they apparently oh. they, do, they don't know what oxygen is up there you know you're you're fifteen thousand feet whatever it is i mean at the very top of this crazy you can feel it oh my goodness wow yeah just walk up a flight of stairs and you know i feel like i'm you know 500 pounds did you get any crossfit in up there i know absolutely well cr- skiing skiing jason i went 46 miles an hour that's how fast i really skied. You really? download the app. You can download their app, and it tells you how fast you went. I went forty. For day one, I was thirty six, and then I was like, I can beat that. Then, like, I got to thirty eight. Did you feel good about that? Forty two. Forty six. Feel fast. It was a little. When I hit forty six, I remember when I did it. My legs were shaking. Like I was, <laughs> I was going really fast, just zooming. So. Talking about your your birthday or skiing. When you hit 46. I, I'm, yeah. No, no, no. I'm young. I'm way younger. Super young. Healthy. Super, yeah, just trying to ski. Like a like a pup. Well, good. I'm glad you, you, you eat some good food, normal food. What do you, what'd you do yeah, for food you know, I mean, while you, you were go, on yeah, vacation? I mean, yeah, um, some, there's a Mexican food place. I mean, just ate. I think I gained like, restaurants. You know, you go and ski yeah. and you get a lot of exercise in and- I think I gained five pounds just because I ate for like eight days straight, you know, of eating out mm, mm, because good, we yeah. drove, we drove there. Uh, I don't, I don't like to fly. So we drove there. So I just ate out for like eight, eight days straight. A lot, a lot of fast food on the road. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, eating whatever I want, dessert, every meal. Like, I think I gained like five. Did pounds. you drive uh did you drive through like a uh, Southern Southwest Colorado, like Southern Colorado? Oh yeah. Out by, not not much going on out there. Oh, it's th- one of our favorite drives. We go to one of our places that we like up there in more of a western Colorado area. And there's this little yeah. secret drive we take that just goes through just a, a beautiful valley. Yeah, I love it there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad uh, glad you had a good time. Um, speaking of New Year's, this episode we're going to talk about brand new Google Ads accounts and kind of how to launch them with long-term success in mind. And we're going to be kind of explaining that, covering some things that you can do wrong uh, on these builds. And we'll be talking about why they're wrong and why they can 
what what negative results that can come from them. So uh, very much a cool episode, and uh, we're going to get into it right after this uh, message from Chris about Optio. Are you looking for a toolkit to help you manage your Google Ads? Maybe you have multiple Google Ads accounts. Maybe you have one. Either way, Optio is the tool that you're looking for. And there's a special offer that you only get from the Paid Search Podcast. They We have an exclusive deal with them where you can try their tool for zero money, zero down for two months. You can try this amazing tool. This is a complete toolkit for Google Ads. This is not built as a marketing tool for all your networks. If you listen to this show, you know we care about the number one marketing network in the world, and that's Google Ads. That is where you can get your business and you can get the right people coming to your site. And you want to optimize that process. You want to be even better at it. You need Optio. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash P-S-P. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash P-S-P. Look for the little pop-up in the bottom left corner. It'll say, hey, did you hear about the, us on the Pay Search Podcast? Click on that. Let them know you want a double helping of that good free month. Great. Okay. Thanks, Chris. So uh, let's just kind of start off talking about new new builds uh, in general. Chris, have you been launching new accounts, doing new builds? Keeps you fresh as a Google Ads manager. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 always an ongoing process. New accounts, new websites, new ideas, new strategies. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm glad we're talking about this because this is the biggest barrier to people getting started with Google Ads is like, where do I start? What do I do? Well, for people out there watching and listening and just kind of thinking about Google Ads, when you think about just overall, like an overview of a new campaign, uh, what kind of mindset would you say, what, what kind of mindset do you have when you're building a new campaign? And kind of what are you looking out for? Like what mistakes are you trying to avoid having built so many at this point? There, you know, I mean, the number one thing is, well, it's hard to say number one, number two. I mean, both number one and number two is number uh, number one and number two is the wrong traffic, making sure you know I'm not getting the wrong traffic, and then number two is making sure that I am showing up, making sure that you know when I do get the right traffic that I'm showing up for it. So I mean, the biggest mistake is the wrong traffic, and I'm not even you know I'm not even bidding right. I'm not even showing up in the right places. You know, I'm at the bottom of the page, so I'm not even playing ball. That's, yeah. you know, that's what I have to make sure I'm doing. That's the, that's the priority. First, am I in the right general area? And am I even a threat to the other companies that are selling the same thing? Yeah. I think, I think for me, my mindset going into new builds at this point, like just having done them over and over and see, I guess what I'm saying is like new builds. It's a very, to me, it's a very personal thing in terms of like mm. what you should be looking out for, or what you should keep top of mind. I think the problem with new builds and new and brand new accounts is the ability to make a mistake is very high. Like the risk of making a mistake is really high and the stakes are high because if you make the wrong kind of mistakes so early on, there's a lot of things where you won't even know what you're missing. You'll just go down this rabbit hole of like trying to fix a bad campaign from the start and you can kind of mess yourself up. And so you can mess yourself up in different ways. My mistake that I make most often is I try to just given my Google ads experience, I try to take that experience and make the perfect build, the perfect account from day one, 
because a lot of times I do that. But what I found recently with Google ads is that's just not the right way to go about it. And I'm trying to remind myself when I do new builds, keep an open mind, leave things relatively simple, leave things relatively open and start perfecting it once the data comes in. But allow the data to come in, if that makes sense. So that's been my biggest mistake is I make things too narrow, too focused and too optimized, if you will, uh, for a brand new, a brand new account where really it's more about let's leave this kind of wide open and see what's going to work uh, as the data comes in for the first one to three months. Do you think that's a valid um, thing to do these days, leaving things kind of open and, and not trying to overdo it? It started to become true a few years ago. And it is 10 times more true now. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we we have a great list here and I don't want to spoil in it because so much of the advice that, that you're going to go through here is 100% true. So yeah, I, yeah. I say let's jump into it. Well, let's jump into it. We're going to kind of talk about, um, I guess we're going to take it a uh, approach where like these are some common mistakes that you can make with a, with a new build. And the first one is, I'm going to say it, Chris, zip code targeting. Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with including zip codes within a larger area so you can sure. get data on them. Yeah. But when I think about how to mess up a build and how to kind of just lead to a bunch of frustration as you go through those first one to three months, I'm going to say if you do zip code targeting, you're going to run a high risk of leading to frustration. What are what are the negative consequences that can come from zip code targeting, Chris? I, there's So number one is if you are in any kind of area, if you touch even slightly an area of housing or money, finances, anything, you know, medical, stuff like that, you could immediately be restricted and lose the ability to even run ads, uh, potentially even worse um, if you start running zip codes. Because of uh, you know fair housing and you know all kinds of stuff having to do with you know picking certain zip codes, just sen- sensitive topics. Yeah, it 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 it's much more liberal than you think. The amount of um, you know you you might not even touch real estate, but you might offer a class on real estate. You know how to how to sell real estate. Boom! You can't use exclusively zip codes. You may not even be able to use zip codes at all. The other issue is. Fairly obvious, but if you use a whole bunch of zip codes, you may get half the traffic that you're expecting or that you could get. So you could add all the zip codes in a state and you may not reach the people that you want to reach because there's a lot of times people fall between the cracks on those zip codes. People just don't match to a certain zip code. So it can be absolutely destructive to the reach of your campaign. Yeah. And when you when you think about where like we always give the example, people work downtown, then they live in a suburb, whatever. Yeah. They're across, and then they go to lunch during the middle of the day, and they're in a different zip code. And maybe that—that's the point where they're searching to do their kind of errands yeah, for the house point. and yeah. trying to find a plumber or whatever plumber in Fort Worth. Um, but you run the risk of them not being in the zip code when you when they do the search. The other thing is, most businesses, like lo- most local businesses, they serve more than one zip code, yeah. and. It, you can just kind of, even if you have the three best zip codes that you serve, you still get a ton of business from other places. But I think the more more to the Google Ads point, it just doesn't seem to work. Like, can we explain it fully? I don't think so. Do we have yeah, the documentation? Tough, I don't yeah. think so. But given like just given what you and I have seen over the years, when I think zip code targeting, like only target these zip codes, or yeah, we want to target the entire Dallas-Fort Worth metro, 
and we want to target 85% of the zip codes, and that's still a ton of population, but doing it that way, it just, it just never, stuff always seems to go wrong. And why yeah. is that? I don't really know, Chris, but wouldn't, do you agree that like stuff always seems to go wrong or it's associated with bad performance when you do that? It's, it's almost as if the zip code now is like an exact match. So if it, if somebody right. tells me I want to run these 1500 exact match keywords, it's the same reason that that would fail is the same reason that somebody who wants to run 1500 zip codes. Um, you know, I don't exactly know why, but there's something that the system no longer respects anymore about that kind of precision targeting. Now, so a lot of people will say, well, we do want to target most of Houston, but there's these areas in Houston we just don't do business in or these complete sides of town that we just don't have customers from. What, how do we do the targeting then if you're if you're going to say just and it's not that you can't do zip codes that are layered on, but just zip codes. I never I just don't never do because it's not going to no. do good things. No, so, yeah, what get why don't you go through some examples of what you can do? Towns, radius yeah. and stuff, cities. Yeah, they're, they're the, the best thing to do if you want to try and push a specific zip code is you use a layered system. So you might add a county, a city, um, you know, a radius. You could possibly do that and then add some zip codes on top of that so that you have a wider area added with some smaller areas. And that's usually the best way to approach it um, where you're not going to, uh, you know, have too much restriction. So it's, it's basically kind of like using broad keywords or phrase keywords with exact match. You know, you don't really ever want to run exact match exclusively. You want to have some other sample keywords out there. And that's what the wider geographic area really represents. Yeah. And I think the overall mindset that I bring to brand new Google ads accounts is going from a wide to narrow path over time. So I like things to be as wide as possible. So if you're a plumber in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, and you're located in Fort Worth, um, I'm not going to say you got to do a metro of like 12, 50, whatever it is, like 12 million people in all of Dallas, Fort Worth, where mm. one side of Dallas, East Dallas is like a 45 minute drive from Fort Worth or an hour drive. I don't think you need to target the entire metro, but I will say, like, don't do a few zip codes in Fort Worth. Like, put a five-mile, a 10-mile radius around all of Fort Worth. Do yeah. the three counties or the one major county that touches Fort Worth. I really have been getting into county targeting. Depends on oh, the state sure. yeah, and how counties. the counties are, are laid out, but counties is a great one. But the overall mindset is go from as wide as makes sense, but wide. Mm-hmm. And over time, as you get data or you decide what you want to do with your budget, at some point, you can go more narrow to the best performing traffic once you get that data. But wide to narrow is the mindset. And narrow the narrowest zip codes is a mistake yeah uh, if you want to have if you want to have trouble with your builds definitely, <laughs> definitely zip codes do, is the way to do it do that. <laughs> but if you want to avoid a mistake in the location area um, just not doing zip codes only it's fine to layer on but doing them only is uh, i think a mistake so yeah let's talk about another mistake chris and that that's playing games with your scheduling and so why don't you break down kind of what a schedule is what that refers to and then what games are with it. Yeah, so ad scheduling is an option that Google gives us um, in a in any search campaign, YouTube campaign, display campaign, whatever you want to run, you always have an ad schedule option. So what a overbearing manager might do, and I've seen this before, where they might run you know an hour from six to seven because they know that's a really good time. And then I want to run again from 11 to 11 to one. And then I want to run again from uh, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Because, you know, mainly that's 
this kind of segmentation without metrics to prove that this is going to work, if you start, because we're talking about new Google Ads campaigns, if you start with this kind of assumption that you know when your best times of day are and you're not going to run anywhere else, this is a mistake. Just like Jason said, hey, you're looking to ruin your Google Ads campaign? Do this. Yeah. Split your, your ad schedule into small little segments and block out 85% of the day and only run it in certain areas. You know, Monday to Friday, great. Eight to five, great. You know, nine to nine to four, okay, fine. But you need large areas for your ads to run. As you'll hear with much of the discussion you're giving here, small segmentation uh, is not going to work well. Yeah, there's so many things you need to worry about when you launch a brand new Google Ads account. And like, if you run 24-7 and you've seen some piece of content out there that says like, oh, well, the 12 to 1 a.m. hour, you better be careful. That And so you put a 50% negative bid adjustment on there. That's not the mindset to have when you launch a Google Ads account. It, that's like going way, way too granular in terms yeah. of performance data that you don't even have yet. And yeah. you're worried about the wrong things if you're worried about that. So just like the location, the scheduling, whatever makes sense for your business. So like if you have a $1,000 a month budget and you think the market on Google Ads is like five to 10,000, like you're a mover or something, you can spend that full 1000 during business hours when you're available to take the calls, run Monday through Friday on business hours, but there's no need to like turn it off between the two to 3 PM hour. Cause you've just had a bad experience in the last month with those calls or put a negative bid adjustment on there. Just kind of hang back, wait, see what the, see what the data says. And don't, don't go so granular until you've got some real data on this um, or until there's a reason to do it. But it almost seems silly to cover Chris. Like it's not something I would ever think of doing like hour by hour bid adjustments before you even launch. It has, Honestly, oh, yeah. once you start running, there's really, really not much of a need to do it um, for most of the hours, but it seems to be business owners are attracted to doing this. Once they have the option to do it, they like to kind of yeah. ex explore that. It's yeah. It's, it, it seems like kind of an addiction where, you know, they think that, they're simulating, you know, some kind of automated AI system. They're like, you know, I, I know I, I can, I can spot this and I'm going to bid this up 5% and this one is going to be down 15%. This is ridiculous. I, I don't, I think, I think you, you say it best when you, when you refer to scheduling games, you're playing a game here and yeah. you're the only one playing Google's, this is not going to, this is not going to provide any uplift for your account. Yeah. So continuing the theme here of like ways to, bring problems to your Google ads life, setting up a <laughs> like new Google ads account with no effort on conversion tracking. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, that's a great idea to ruin your account. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's not that you, if you just can't get it in place, fine. You can't get it in place, you know, focus on search terms, but there's so many powerful things you can do these days with conversion yeah. tracking. And we'll, and we'll kind of cover those here in a minute, but I, because of what you can do, I think it's worth investing some time into to figuring out. So Chris, too strong attacked here that a brand new campaign needs conversion tracking. Is that too strong? Um, how do you feel about conversion tracking these days for brand new accounts? I I mean, sometimes getting conversion tracking is impossible because you know I I just launched a, a new uh, you know, big company that that wanted to spend a bunch of money and hey, we hey, Chris, my my favorite is speaking of impossible. When you build the new campaigns, mm -hmm. the new account, mm -hmm. and you send over the conversion tracking and the code and instructions, yep. and then you get the email back, 
Are you? Do you have the password for our website? No. <laughs> no, we we yeah. just met seven minutes yeah. ago. How yeah. how would I have the login for you? I get that every now and then. Yeah. So sometimes good. it is impossible. But sorry, you have this big client. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So a yeah, high spend client and. And, uh, you know, they're ready to get going. We have a budget for the month of January and it's like already the second week of January. We need to start spending that budget. We need to start going. Conversion tracking was not possible, you know, and that's that's like a plan, uh, you know, phase two kind of thing. Let's get the ads running. So I'm not saying that, that's that, okay. Sometimes I've been there where it, it's like, you know, we're going to just launch, get some data and we'll get the conversion tracking sure. in place. I've been, I've been there fine. for sure. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's a day one kind of thing, but it definitely needs to be a month one, month two kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so part of the reason it's so important these days is it opens up so many possibilities in Google ads. And to me, the main kind of theme that it opens up is that without conversion tracking, managers like Chris and I are very, very reliant on the search terms, what people yeah. actually type in Google. And that becomes our North Star and that guides our work. And if we're showing up on searches that show the person's actually looking for your business and they are a potential customer, that's as good as we can do. And it's pretty good because you're getting in front of people looking for exactly what you offer. But Google system has become more powerful in recent years. And they they just seem to have a lot of knowledge about the person doing the search in addition to the search itself. And what's been happening in recent years is, and really the last like six to 12 months, you get these people that are the right people that are doing searches that may or may not be the right searches. And old school Google ads where you have to focus on the search terms only, you would just have to show up on the right searches. And the searches where they may or may not be the right person, we were a little hesitant to show up on them because the the knowledge about who was doing that search and the performance from those searches was not as strong. But now with things like maximize conversion bidding and just some other uh, features that we have like performance max, Google can say, well, this is the right person doing a search that sometimes isn't the right search, but we know it's the right person. So the odds are very high that it's going to become a conversion. And then you can show up on those and it expands the reach of Google ads and expands the the targeting options. And all of that comes into place because of conversion tracking. So if you want to do things right, you want to get conversion tracking in place. So that brings us to keywords and ad groups, Chris. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes you can make on a build is overbuilding and building more than the magic number of, I don't know how many ad groups. <laughs> what is that magic number, Chris? <laughs> it's going to depend on every business, but yeah. there is a way to kind of determine what the number is for your business. I think it's the number of unique services that the business offers that can guide the service to keyword ad group. You may have heard of it, SCAG. That's what it stands for. In my world, service to keyword ad group. Service to do keyword. You, yeah. Do you think that's a good rule of thumb that the, the number of services drives the number of ad groups? And if you cross that line and if you, you have more ad groups than services, you're messing up. Is that, yeah. is that a fair rule if we got to have rules? Can I? Yes, I agree. I like the rule. Can I reword the rule? And instead, I know I love your SCAG because you wrote that whole like service to keyword ad group you know, a year or more ago. I still love it. But sometimes businesses don't understand what service means and they think they do 15 different things and they're roofers. You know, they're, it's a roofing company and they think they do 15 different things. So instead, what we probably could define it as is value or type. 
when you have a, a service that has a different value, you know, maybe you do, they're all residential, but sometimes it's a big home and sometimes it's a small home. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's a, a roof, a new roof, and sometimes it's a roof repair. You know, that there's a different value or a different type. Maybe there's a mm, different Chris, type. Christopher, Chris. Is it too far? On a new build? Let's think about what we're saying here. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've been in the roofing space. Yeah. Are you going to be able to control the roof repair keywords from coming into the new roof ad group? Or are no. you just going to have a f- freaking beautiful, yeah. high-performing 2023 yeah. ad group called roofing and you just get going? You know what I'm saying for the yeah. build? Because I run in, th- this is the mindset I'm trying to keep top of mind because I've done that so many times where I try to think about what the next two to four weeks is going to look like as that roof repair search term comes in. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying it's worth thinking about because it's a very long, it's not a dark path, but it's a long path that you can go down thinking this way. And then it takes a long time to get back. You know what I mean? That's true. You're, you're right. Because I'm approaching it in a very knowledged, you know, experienced kind of way. And we're talking about new campaigns. So you're probably right. I just had a problem with the service aspect, but keeping it simple is probably better. And, and, and to say it even simpler, if you have more than seven, if you have more than five ad groups, you might want to question what you're doing. I think five is question, and then seven is, um, you, you know, uh, really. Uh, uh, no, no, no. We're uh, going to... No. <laughs> seven, you got to really uh, question what you're doing. Now, the, here's here's where it gets great, Chris. Mm-hmm. What if a what if a roofer is out there and they're like, "Well, we do want a roof a roof repair ad group on its own because that's like our biggest that's our most profitable service, and that sure. leads to new yeah. roofs, and we just love that model. Like we love getting leads that have a problem with their roof, yeah. as opposed to people that are like, "Oh, it's been twenty years, and might as well do something." If if that's the advertiser, the odds are they probably have a page on their website called Roof Repair. Or yeah. repairs. Yeah. So because it's so advertiser specific and because I get the argument like, yeah, roof repair ad group, maybe that makes sense. Um, maybe it's like you just match the pages on your site to your ad groups, like your service pages. Okay. okay. And if it's been important enough for you to have a page on it, make an ad group on it. I like see that. See what happens. Yeah. I like that. That's that's a better definition. The the Good. rule has, is not a rule yet. It's the, the it's the knowledge that there needs to be a rule, yeah. but I guess we don't know how to phrase the rule yet, um, yeah. but that's the mindset around it. Um, another way to kind of mess up your build and really lead to problems, and if you really want to punish uh, someone and you don't like them and you want to cause them stress, <laughs> tell them to build an exact match only oh campaign gosh, yeah. and get good results. Um, Chris, when I think of you, I think of a lot of things. I think of Texas. I think of your wife. I think of my conversations oh. with... What did I do? I, I think of Texas. Yeah, you said, te- yeah. There's something after that. Uh, there's a lot of things I think about when I think about the great Chris Schaefer. <laughs> Honestly, top five that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you need some new hobbies because this is top five. <laughs> Sorry, spilled a bunch of water. Hey, you're going to have to talk in a second. I got to wipe that up for sure. I'm just sick of not being able to talk today and I had to... Take out my frustration. But you might need some new hobbies, Chris. Uh, we're talking about your problems today, Chris. We're just going um, to go on. For- <laughs> yeah, I feel better. Okay. Um, okay. 
Look at this water. It's half empty right now because half of it's on four. I'm going to clean that up as soon as you uh, scared your dog too. I heard your here. dog like jump a foot in the air. <laughs> I just think of not being able to talk. You got to wake up here. Oh, um, oh boy. There's a, a lot of things I think about when I think about the great Chris Schaefer. Top five. One of them is phrase match keywords. You're like the king of phrase match. You, every I time love, I yeah. oh, every time I overdo it on exact match, and I'm like, why am I not getting good results? I think of you and I think of phrase match and I think yeah. about, oh, those search terms come in and I don't like some of those search terms, but I'm like, it opens things up and you get so many more conversions and that's the whole name of the game here is getting yeah. new business. Why don't you take a minute to talk about how awful an idea it is to just do exact match only from the beginning and then how beautiful search terms are and I'm going to clean up the floor. Yeah, yeah, you do that. Um, keep, keep it going. Okay, so when you run an exact match campaign, I, I recently actually did a test on this. I had an account that had been running for a very long time and I paused everything and said, okay, let's let's try something. Let's try something. I ran about 100, 250, something like that. Exact match only keywords. And one of two things happened. Either the traffic did not come in at all. There were maybe zero uh, impressions and zero clicks on the keywords or they did get impressions in clicks and those search terms that came through were absolute trash. They were competitors. They were things that were, you know, completely off topic and we could not get enough negative keywords to stop it from happening because there wasn't enough similar types of base terms to block those negative keywords. It was so erratic, it was absolutely insane. And what we did was I took that exact same thing and I removed those exact match keywords and use the strategy that we had talked about of using phrase match, you know, the thing we always talk about, you know, having having much more uh, simple approach instead of a systematic, you know, 200 exact match keywords. I did that and suddenly, boom, all of the traffic came through. It was clean and I did not need to have a thousand negative keywords to control it. Again, same thing Jason said earlier, ask me why this happens. Ask me why uh, exact match keywords can self-destruct a campaign. I don't know. I do not know, but I but I know it's true. I 100% know it's true, and it happens. I, that test was the cleanest, most black and white test I'd ever seen before, and it absolutely makes a difference. Yeah, and I, I've been there, Chris, where it's, one, it's like one of these things we're talking about where it's just based on experience, but... What happens is I see, sometimes I'll, I'll do a filter for like, how am I exact? Get that freaking smirk off your face. That was five minutes ago. <laughs> we got to come up with new comedy. People want it, people want it fresh. You're going to like can't. rely on old comedy. Like people are already over it. I'm over it. Everyone's I'm over it. I'm still thinking Wipe about hearing. Off your face. <laughs> Wipe it off your face. I'm the only sorry. thing that, the only thing that's okay. worth thinking about with comedy with the show, like months and months later in the future is that one time uh, when Facebook stock was down like 60% and their whole targeting yeah. broke. And then yeah, like I screamed at the camera, like I'm still here. That was an all time great moment from the show, <laughs> but a little throw of a water ball. Like how long have you been doing the show with me? Like, like you think that's it's, a moment? You think that's a highlight reel? <laughs> all right, Chris, the thing with the, um, the thing with exact match is Sometimes I'll filter for a phrase match and exact match, and the exact match keywords will be getting better performance. Sometimes not, but sometimes they okay. are. And then I'll be like, you know, they're getting great performance. Why do I have to deal with all these search terms coming in from phrase? Okay. Let me just go exact. And then it's like you press a button that says self-destruct campaign. Yeah. And then yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying because like 
the same keywords start getting worse performance. Yeah, it's like, oh, you, you like this? Yeah, it's, it's like you bring in too it's many like of It's like a trap this. that they set. And it's like you fall, they're like, oh, you were never a real player anyway. Like, yeah. get off the team. It's weird. It's like, it's like when you want to lose weight and you're like, hey, I have an idea. I'm going to eat one thing. You know, this one thing. I like this. That When I right. eat this, it works really well. I'm going to do only this one thing. And for some reason, it's, it's self-destructs. So, let me let me take off the crown of the king of metaphors and let me or similes or whatever, I and let me it. let me give the crown to you for today I, because that was an amazing final. one. Because you ha- you have to live in reality. Because like yes, in in the lab, only eating chicken breast for the rest of your life, you'll lose weight. Sure, but you can't do that. It's impossible. You can't do it forever. So yeah. therefore, you won't lose weight because it's impossible. So you have to live in reality and. I've seen it a few times work, the exact match, but not, the reality... Don't, yeah, don't do it. I, it's not... The, it's the exception, not the rule. That that proves the rule. Yeah. That the, we have these exceptions, and it's been so rare. So the reality is, like, you got to show up on a number of searches. People don't search the same thing every single time, and you, you're really... It's self-destructive uh, to yeah. do that. Um, now, how do you fix those phrase match? Not the topic for this show, Chris, but... Uh, it seems like sometimes just like a couple negative negative keywords, pausing one or two of the phrase match keywords out of the twenty. You know, there's there's remedies there, mm-hmm. but yeah, there there is kind of, and it's very much um, a lot of these tips are from people that are brand new to Google Ads. But the exact match only one that's a trap I fall into myself as yeah. a very experienced Google Ads uh, manager. So that that's a that's a really uh, tough one there. Um, we talked about the number of ad groups n- needing to be manageable and and limited and we don't have an exact number because every account's different but it's kind of one of those things you'll know it when you see it when it's too much same thing with keywords in an ad group chris how many is too many i don't know but can we put it this way chris you can go much more wrong on the large number side than you can on the small number side like you can always add more keywords and if you have one keyword in your ad group Two keywords, three keywords, four. Great. You can add more when you need. If you add a 50 early on and you split that data across the 15 that actually get data, but the search terms are all similar. Am I making sense? Is no, that a mistake? Like, is that the is that the problem that comes from too many keywords? Like, I know you agree with me that too many keywords is an issue. Why? Why what's the problem with that? It's I I'm not gonna speculate about why the system may not work as well. I'm going to talk more about the human side. The human side is this. Uh, you get paralyzed. It is more difficult yeah. for you to make a decision when you have 200 keywords in an ad group. And I'm not even talking about the fact that maybe some of those keywords are not getting the respect and the spend and the and the bids that they deserve because they're they're being they're never getting their chance to to shine. So regardless of that, it there's a paralyzation with your ability to analyze the data and and make some clean decisions. Um, I can't tell you how many times that, you know I see other managers that I talk to that you know like I don't know what to do with this account and I jump in I'm like well of course you don't you look at this and this is stressful even looking at it how I mean how can you possibly analyze a mess like this and that's a good sign too many keywords in an ad group I think twenty is a is a good solid manageable number. And I, and I would say most of the time I'm not getting near 20. Maybe if I have phrase and exact together, sure, maybe yeah, it gets up to maybe. 20. But I mean, if you think about the core words, um, if you don't, match yeah. Up, yeah, don't, don't, don't think that you need to hit 20. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to have 20. If you have 10, if you have five, fine. Leave. And, and, and again, I think the, the mistake can be more made on the 
going too far side then yes the, the short side there if you if you have like maybe four, four or five keywords that actually represent the service and we'll get those kind of search put the seo tool down sir drop the seo tool don't use it you're gonna kill your account it, it's i was speaking with the a client the other day and part one of their team members has a background in seo and they were asking me about some of those keywords we had a good discussion about like it's just a different platform. And we yeah. talked about the low uh, search volume status that can arise from those long tail keywords. So yep. uh, yeah, it's definitely a different mindset. Just to wrap up the uh, keyword conversation here, negative keywords. If you have more than zero negative keywords when you start a campaign, no, I'm kidding. Um, mm. What, what, well, what, mm. what's the right number? Put it this way. You shouldn't need a lot of negative keywords before you even start. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? It's a warning sign. Yeah. If you let's say it this way, if you discover three hundred negative keywords, that means that you probably did too much keyword research from the beginning. the The problem is not the negative keywords; it's the fact that you realized what those three hundred were and you came up with them. The, the keyword research is the problem. You should not be keyword researching so deep because that keyword research is an absolute guess until the rubber hits the road. You need to know what's actually going to work and you'll never know what works until you hit the go button on Google ads. So leave the keywords research alone. Those 3000, you know, 1500, 300 negative keywords, it, it's overdoing it. It's, and it's risky because if you got that list from a friend or from your old, like when you're oh, yeah. running the account of the past or whatever, and you're like, well, we ran in the past, it was on this other campaign, and we're going to apply these negative keywords to a campaign that's totally different in a totally different year. Yeah. Uh, you get some of those clients that haven't been on Google Ads in years and they have the sole campaign. Well, the problem of adding like a, I mean, anything over 30, basically, anything you have to sift through, if one of those negative keywords was either they, the word is messed up or like it's actually a word you want to target now as part of your keywords. If what if one of those negative keywords blocks a lot of your good traffic yeah. and there's tons and tons of negative keywords to sort through, you're really running a risk there of like blocking great traffic and not even knowing you're doing it and not even knowing how to go find how you're doing it if there's too many negative keywords. So Really, it's not a good sign that you've you've built the right campaign if you feel the need to add a ton of negative yep. keywords right from the start. Uh, we're going to take a break, Chris. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk about maybe maybe one of the most consequential parts of building a new campaign in terms of making mistakes, the bidding. Uh, and then we're going to get into what we look for after a launch and possibly what we look for after a launch is going to be the next episode we'll see i think it might merit oh. its own episode and okay one of us had the idea about that before the yeah, show we the other one it. of us shot it down but it might have been the right idea and how could <laughs> not the right idea possibly not come from me from you yeah are you are you messed up here well it's okay let's take a break okay we'll, thank we'll you. dance a little bit and we'll figure yeah. out what i just said Welcome back. I want to remind you about our sponsor. If you like this content, if you like this show, then you are a knowledge 
hound. You are going after Google Ads knowledge. You're, you're really digging. You want to learn. You want a firm understanding of Google Ads. You want to take your Google Ads to the next level? Optio.com slash PSP. I'm telling you, it's worth the time to go to that URL. Real quick, we haven't started talking yet. Pull it up on your browser. Sign up. It's it's real simple, real easy. And you can connect a couple accounts. You can connect all of your accounts, one of your accounts, whatever you want to do. It does all of it. And it's a very simple interface. And I'll give you a hint. We have some new stuff coming up. They keep releasing new things, new ideas. Uh, it keeps getting better. And you're gonna you're you're gonna get addicted because it's gonna become part of your Google Ads process, another tool in your tool belt. Check it out at optio.com slash PSP. Okay, Chris, I'm, I'm glad we saved this section for last. And we're just going to kind of uh, group all three of these uh, topics together here. And it's going to be bidding mistakes that you can make uh, when you launch a Google Ads account. Oh, Now, the bidding doesn't matter if the targeting's not right, the keywords and the settings. Right. And so those like come Get first that, and yeah. are Get that more, first. Con yeah. more consequential. But like assuming you have that right, there's not much that matters more in terms of you can just mess yourself up if you have the targeting right, then, then the bidding. And to me, it's really about limiting yourself too early on, like early on, like going with too low bids. And whether you do manual max clicks or target CPA bidding, there's a way to limit yourself. And it really does impact your campaign if you limit yourself too much. So why don't you go through uh, each of those options and then kind of what the mistake can be early on upon, upon a launch of a new, new account? Yeah. So if you are brave enough and you feel like you're a veteran enough to try manual bids from the get-go, which, by the way, is entirely what, you know, Jason and I believe, I believe, Jason, you you still do manual from the get-go. Is that correct? I, I, or you do, you do max clicks. I, I like, I, right now, I like a max clicks for the first couple of weeks. And then from there, we, we go where we go, depending go. Okay. on if there's conversions or if max clicks is working. But I like running the max clicks um, okay. To, okay. to get some data in. I'm I'm still 100% manual clicks from the beginning for for my accounts. Um, yeah. And let's say that you want to try that. You wanna you want to go with manual bidding. You've tried other things. Starting a new uh, campaign, you start with manual bids. The biggest mistake that you can make is being too timid with your bids. Um, I actually have an email string with someone that I've worked with before that is extremely frustrated right now, and they sent me a screenshot. And, you know, they've been trying back and forth. They're like, I'm not getting any clicks. I've got nothing. I keep opening up all this and I have broad keywords. And they pull up the screenshot and it's super obvious. Their bids are too low. Your 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 car is never going to go anywhere unless you press the Such gas. Such a funny thing about bids is it's it's obvious when you're not the one making that mistake. Right. But when the person makes the mistake of too low bids, yeah. for whatever reason, it's just a blind spot and they can't see it. Yeah. And they're thinking yeah, something so else true. is wrong. Yeah. They think, yeah, they think I'm missing something. I'm missing something. No, it's right there in front of you. Because the, usually it is when there's not good results, there's something really bad going on, like the wrong keywords or disapproved ads or whatever. Yeah, that's easy to understand. Anyone and, can see that. Yeah. And but if, bidding, you have your bid. So you're like, check it off the box. I've done my, check the box. I've done, check it off my list. I've done the bids. And there's like this block. People think I can't put a $10 bid. I can't afford $10 cost per click. But in reality, you could put a $10 bid and you only pay $3. And you're only going to pay the rate of whatever is required to beat that other advertiser right below you. So, And you, you don't know what that rate is until you bid enough to right. get above that rate. So typically, you're going to bid heavier than you would think. Heavier, high, what I mean by heavier is higher. Bid, bid higher than you think on those bids and then lower them if needed. Low manual bids will kill it quick. Then on the inverse, if you're doing automated, 
Same thing's true with max clicks. You're doing a super low max clicks. You put like a dollar on there because you're like, I'm going to try and get Google to squeeze me in on real the cheap limit, traffic. The, the bid limit on max clicks. Thank you. The bid limit yeah. in the settings. There's a settings where you can choose a bid limit. If it's too low, kills your account the same way that it would kill if you had manual bids too low. And then if you're, I don't think this is a good idea, but if you're starting out straight out of the gate with target CPA, no conversion data at all, this absolutely can kill your account, number one, because Google has you know no idea about what the true signals of conversion is. And you might start getting the inverse of what these other yeah. problems are. You might start getting clicks that are $50, $60 because it's just out there in space grasping for clicks and it has no idea what the true CPA should be or what your goal is. And you pull up your account and you're like, oh my gosh, my CPCs are out of whack and maybe you have crappy keywords. Maybe your CPA, your target CPA bidding is just going nuts because it has no conversion data to back it up. Um, it works, but not with no metrics it, it has to have some metrics to work. So did I cover it all? Yeah, you did. Um, now, how, how do you know you're, you're too low? Um, mm, one question. It's very difficult because if you don't know what the range of CPC is, you don't know how far you are, you are off from your industry. Sometimes the, the problem here, Chris, is if you bid too low, whether it's with uh, low manual bids, whether you have a bid limit on max clicks, that's too low. Um, or you do target CPA bidding and you don't have conversions and it doesn't like that and it doesn't give it a chance to run, which I've seen happen sometimes. You, you don't know, you won't even have like absolute top impression share sometimes or top impression share. And you can't just look at that and go, oh, I'm only showing above organic like 10% of the time. I need to raise my bids. Sometimes you don't get any impressions at all, especially yeah. early on before that ramp up period. So uh, it's very difficult. And I think for me, um, I don't think you can go wrong doing max clicks with no limit, uh, because in that scenario, say things go well, you get clicks, but the cost per click is way higher than you want. Fine. You can put a limit in at some, some point and see what happens to your traffic and see what happens to your position. But at least, you know, those keywords get traffic. Yeah. Once you've seen the traffic come in, same thing with like manual bids, if you just bid a ton but with max clicks, it's going to figure out that range for you. And if there is volume for your keywords in your targeting, your location, your schedule, then you're going to get traffic because it's going to bid the right level after a few days, it'll figure it out. So I don't think you can go wrong doing that to start. And so that's that's kind of where I, I go back to it. That's why I like max clicks because it, it sets the table. It sets a yeah, range. It, um, it certainly is a safer bet when when you're when you're insecure about you know what you should do it's it's definitely a safer bet i agree well this is to me that's why i like it because if you mess up the bids and they're too low because it's hard to spot you may not know it and you may just be running in circles and going yeah, well point. our location wasn't big enough or these keywords aren't big enough i'm going to make them broad match well guess what then sometimes you don't even get traffic with broad match if your bids are too low. It's yes, just, it's, it's just mathematics and science there. So it, it's a very risky thing to mess up. Like it's very consequential and it's hard to spot if you are messing it up. So max clicks, no limit. It's easier to spot too low of a budget than it is too low of a bid. I'll oh, it's easier that. to spot almost anything than too low of a bid yeah. because yeah. when it's too low of a bid, you don't know that it is too low of a bid. Now, I have seen recently uh, they put a new status in there that says like limited, limited by, target. by targeting, yeah. yeah, limited by targeting or something like that, which maybe can help uh, you I, spot that's that. Such a, but I don't yeah. know why they didn't just flat out say limited by bids. 
Limit, limited by bid level or limited by low bid. I, I, I guess they say that because maybe it pops up whenever you have automated bidding. So it's not really bids. It's your target bids. That well, you then have. What, I haven't looked into that status too much, but maybe it could be something like you're only targeting this area and you're targeting these keywords and your budget's $50 a day and we can only spend 30 even though you're showing up number one 80% of the time because this, they're not searched for the that target. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like there's definitely some opportunity there for Google to make it a little more obvious when bids are the problem. Yeah, just like they have the um, the budget optimizer thing where you can like put yeah. in, it'll show you what you need to spend to get more traffic. It'd be great if they could show you what you need to bid to get more traffic. Well, maybe we sound like a couple of guys that don't use some columns sometimes because they do have the columns like uh, top of page bid and yeah. absolute top but that's worthless for automated bid. if you're if, if you're running target cpa that's worthless yeah that if you've made that if you've made that mistake and don't yeah. have conversion data yeah or, or your target cpa is too low you're, you're right right then then typical yeah CPC. no matter what what you're doing here the the risk is that you bid too low yeah and i will argue this to, to the end here chris it is not a risk to bid too high because at any point in time, you can just pull down your bids at any point in time. Yeah. And so I like going high with the bids if you need to, to kind of figure out where yeah. you are. Chris, where you are is on the Paid Search Podcast. Yes, sir. And um, we'll be back next week with episode 349. Almost coming up on a big one here, Chris. 350. That's... We'll keep it going. Send me See a you present. next week. <laughs>